We're going into a unique and special episode today with an exceptional sculpture that is actually uh, adding a third sculpture of Christ uh, together with two of the uh, works of uh, Michelangelo, uh, creating a, a, a trinity. Um, but also what really struck me about uh, this artist's mind and how he was thinking about the classical revival of uh, not of acknowledging and uh, developing the great knowledge and developing our minds in that way, but to actually remove the masks, remove the layers and actually come back to what is essential. Because that's what, what we see about the classical tradition. It is when we have this Renaissance, it is going back again to what is true, to what is beautiful. So join me as many examples and concepts will be shared around how participants and also artists themselves can internally start uh, creating the uh, uh, revival of uh, the classical beauty uh, in the Western world and uh, how we can uh, move forward better together. So let us learn from this uh, wonderful artist. I'm so glad to be showing you this special interview. So let's do it. The world in the West has become increasingly ugly. People are increasingly depressed and big movements all over the world are now telling modernism enough is enough. Join us on this podcast as we unite these voices and together recover the beauty of art, music and architecture to uncover its significance for environmental stewardship, mental health, moral goodness, objective truth and a vital spiritual life. My name is Magnus Gautstad and this is Beauty and the Faith. Greetings everybody. I am so grateful for a new opportunity to be speaking with another beauty facilitator that are um, having a very important part in the classical revival we are seeing. Uh, so uh, how are you doing today? Hello, Magnus. Nice to meet you. ¿Cómo estás hoy, Pablo? Muy bien, muy bien. Acá eh, ansioso por, por participar de, de, del podcast. Yes, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Very happy to be partaking in your podcast. I might add that uh, Pablo has just arrived in Italy driving all the way from the UK a couple of hours ago. Yes. So he's currently sitting in the country. 22 hours. <laughs> 22 hours of driving. 22 hours. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I love it that you can uh, have the time here, Pablo, uh, Damian, Christy. Um, uh, we have with us a translator today. Uh, so uh, uh, as we are moving forward in our episode, uh, we will be also uh, making a smooth translation for all our listeners. So, but let us start with an introduction as we usually do here. So uh, uh, Pablo Damian Christie is an exceptional sculpture uh, hailing from Rosario, Argentina and currently based in Carrara, Italy. Emerging as a visionary sculpture, Christie transcends conventions and embarks on a profound exploration of form and expression. Drawing inspiration from his diverse background, his creations weave intricate narratives that challenge the boundaries of social, societal norms. 
with an impressive list of uh, uh, solids from esteemed international art competitions like uh, Punta del Este, Carrara, and Ta Tarono, Christie has proven his powers in the field. Having owned his skills at the renowned uh, Nicoli studio in Carrara, he now operates his own sculpture workshop in both Carrara and London. Throughout his uh, artistic journey, Christie's career has experienced a remarkable accent, including exhibitions internationally and notably in 2015, he was bestowed with the prestigious Best International Sculpture of Contemporary Art Award in Punta del Este, followed by the Marble Art Award in Carrara in 2018 and the Night and Day Borghetti Award in Torano in 2019. Through his art, Christie delves into the depth of human psyche, forging a profound connection that resonates on a spiritual level, evoking emotions that transcend mere intellectual understanding. His sculpture become vessels of introspection, inviting viewers to embark on a transformative journey. Pablo Damian Christie aims to craft immersed experiences that celebrate the enigmatic beauty of the human spirit, leaving an indelible mark on the world of contemporary sculpture. And I want to also add that he is uh, embarking and in the process of a very specific and special project right now, um, the Christie Project. So the sculpture, uh, Pablo Damian Christie has embarked on a momental project, the creation of the third Christ carrying the cross, Guistiniani. The idea behind sculpting the third Christ carrying the cross, Giustiani, uh, stems from the desire to complete an ideal trinity alongside the two original versions sculptured by Michelangelo five centuries ago. And under the skills hands of Christie, the journey of the third Christ carrying the cross, Giustiniani, begins. So we're going to be uh, hearing a bit more about that at the end of the episode. Uh, so let us now start with the questions that we usually do here on the show. Um, so, Christy, what would more beauty lead to? Doubtless that uh, more beauty would lead us to a better world, and I think we all agree on that. Uh, what I would like uh, to clarify, however, is that my search does not start from beauty in itself uh, as an objective because uh, beauty tends to be the result of a subjective interpretation of people, individuals, vis-a-vis -vis, uh, an object, directly or indirectly. Uh, in this case, we're speaking of a sculpture. So when I begin the uh, process of creation of a, of, a, of a work, I filter myself through harmony first and foremost, uh, because I do believe that harmony is the fertile ground from when from where beauty blooms. So uh, when um, when an object has as uh, at a, as a starting point. Um, 
the, the harmony, uh, what you will likely get is some degree of resonance of beauty from the point of view of the observer. And you could take harmony in its musical uh, form, where two notes minimum, so two speakers, interlocutors, um, collaborate to form a beautiful sound. You do need at least two. Um, so, um, at least this is from where I begin my search uh, and from where I uh, approach all my creations. I also believe uh, that the classical world uh, has an inbuilt uh, harmony right from its, from its inception, from the beginnings of the classical world. And that's the reason why whenever our, our own history gets lost, it always falls back on classical beauty, which is the bedrock from where greatness springs. And, uh, and we, we, we get confirmation of that through 2,500 years of artistic, urbanistic, architectonic heritage. La musica, la las so music, architecture, the arts in general, uh, all resonate in different uh, manners within the, 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 the public, within the individual uh, observing uh, them. Um, however, we could say that the common denominator between this, these is actually harmony, uh, and and it's this harmonic element that underlies beauty that results in a in this favorable perception on the part of the observer, uh, and it, and it's not a coincidence that groups and schools and institutes like Intbal, the King's Foundation, the Traditional Architecture Group, Classical Planning Institute, and obviously that all the Italian, uh, all the Italian schools have the responsibility of continuously reinforcing the notion of what classical, um, what the classical orders are. Um, but uh, interestingly, also today, we have uh, a new way of, of observing and measuring uh, these, these traits through neuroscience, because neuroscience today gives us easily identifiable and quantifiable uh, harmonic environments, uh, and even, you know, what we could determine or call class uh, symmetric uh, environments, which produce well-being, tranquility uh, in on the part of the people who inhabit these environments. Uh, and it translates into a capacity for the individual to vibrate on even higher uh, frequencies. Um, so and, and and what what one of these higher frequencies that we can lead to through this process of beauty is love uh love uh, let let's lest we forget that love in in ancient astronomy as a term was also used to describe uh, how gravitational forces would hold celestial bodies in equilibrium in harmony um and thus avoiding enormous collisions between planets and other celestial bodies. 
That's a very interesting uh, point. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'll definitely uh, re-listen to that and and think more about it. Gracias por por eso, Pablo. Muy buenos puntos, muy interesantes. Después voy a volver a escuchar esto y voy a analizarlo más en profundidad. Perfect. And I think it's very important for our audience to be able to think about beauty in many ways, so we can we can contemplate on beauty throughout the day. Uh, um, because I think for many they have not been able to to listen to thoughts like this. Y muchas veces superficial. And, and many, so Pablo says yes. Uh, and the problem is that if we're stuck on just one term and not all the all the possible definitions of that term, then we often only scrape the surface of beauty, where instead we can delve deeper through these perspectives. Absolutely, and uh, for because beauty is not just something pretty; it is also connected with truth. Uh, it's connected to with how reality works, and it can really change people uh, how they view beauty. Perfect. So we can now go over to the next question here. Um, how can we reach a wider audience, but also on a deeper level, when it comes to classical sculptures? Para para poder digamos reconocerme So in order to be able to initiate that discourse, that dialogue with myself, I had to shed or get rid of uh, everything that was clearly not mine, that didn't belong to my essence. So I'm talking about those masks. I'm talking about the masks that my education put on me, my life experiences through, let's say, politics, personal relationships, all of those interactions always uh, contribute one mask or another. And I had to sift through these masks to identify which were masks and which were actually my own uh, faces. Um, and, um, and and it's this process of sifting and, and, and shedding the essence that does not belong to you, which allows you to come nearer to your own essence. This is a very difficult process uh, because in, in, on many occasions, as, as we said earlier, uh, some of these third-party masks that don't really belong to you uh, can even be more comfortable. They can even be more attractive uh, and, and, and in accordance to social expectation, uh, you know, the expectations of what the majority would like uh, you to be. Um, but it's uh, only when you are in in this sort of uncomfortable dissonance uh, with everything um, that you begin to approach that essence. But it does lead to solitude uh, and having to walk a very lonely path. Uh, and that's not easy. But having said that, many artists... Uh, me included, are condemned to solitude, to walking a lonely path, despite oftentimes an artist being a representative of a culture or a representative of a nation and a representative of a, a collective uh, group. But even then, 
the artist, even though he represents masses of people, still walks a lonely path because the artist stands out and is different by virtue of just being an artist. Mm. Mm. All my works um, from that moment on, um, from the moment that I finally managed to, to undertake uh, this process, um, vibrated, resonated more intensely, purely by virtue of me trying to be as sincere as possible with myself um, and, uh, and as, 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 if, as if it were a mirror, return a more, a clearer image uh, to the observer where the observer had some sort of personal feedback of, of his own image um, resonating within me. Um, so uh, you... Um, so, so, so it, probably all this baggage of of experiences and and, and different blends and colors uh, that are uh, different that make me unique. At the same time, this uniqueness enters into a harmon a harmonic frequency with the spectator. That's the deeper connection that I think there can be between people. Uh, and it's the way that I try and connect with the observer of my works. Obviously, um, not everybody can connect with art. You know, that the, the observer does need a certain degree of uh, susceptibility, sensibility, uh, in order to appreciate Uh, mine or any other art, artwork for that matter. Hmm. A very good point. That was um, uh, a big, important concept that brought down in a way that I could understand and that I could apply to my life. And I think it was very, very useful, and I'm sure it is for the audience too, if they're an artist or they are somebody who appreciates art. Fundamental. It's for that. Yeah, it's fundamental. That that is precisely what the whole objective uh, mm. is. Mm. And that's something we have been speaking about when other artists has come here, that we are not only uh, teaching craft, but we also need to be teaching the mind uh, behind the artist if we're going to have a classical revival. I think it's very, very important uh, for people undertaking this process of self-discovery, if you like, to uh, to remove all chains that tie them down to um, norms and parameters, uh, in order to enable this process of self-discovery and and uh, and therefore uh, creations and lead to creations and observations on a higher level. Mm. That's a very important distinction, as I've had some guests who would say, you need to read the literature of the classical tradition, you need to add new layers, you need to uh, elevate and think as the masters. But here, you're actually saying, you need to become more free, you need to remove layers, you need to come down to the, the depth 
and that's a, another perspective which I think complements a more holistic way of looking at this. It's very, very important uh, in, order, in order to enable uh, this creativity that you are able to free yourselves uh, from, let's call them the scriptures, uh, in order for you to be able to also walk your own path and create from your own essence rather than just abide by, uh, let's say, scriptures or rules uh, or, you know, classical orders. Uh, we need uh, more creativity in order to enable more beauty uh, to be created. Hmm. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, we're going to go to the next question. And I've been mentioning a classical revival because we see in architecture, we see in visual arts, we see in uh, music, there are many movements around the world happening now that are hungry for beauty, that are hungry for something deeper. So what would need to happen to accelerate the classical revival happening in the, the West now? We, we see it in America, we see it in Europe especially. In this sincerity <clears throat> um, that I was talking about, um, that, that allowed me to, to uh, get to know myself, to identify myself through the shedding of other masks, um, I had no other way out other than a classical manifestation, um, that bedrock that we're, uh, that, that essential bedrock that we're talking of. Um, harmonizing my existence and returning to the classical orders is, we could describe that as the history of man in itself. Um, and, and it would seem to be that that's where our uh, architectural root actually lies, uh, and, and, and even nature conspires with this. Um, in my case, and thanks to the challenge and the proposal that I received from the Giustiniani family, uh, who are historically 500, they've been involved with Michelangelo and, and so many others uh, throughout history. Um, this proposal, um, there, was, there was no other option for me other than to accept the search uh, of this syncretism and, in, uh, and, and, and the search in the roots even in the search of, even in the research about the cross itself, I discovered that the cross, that Christ's cross, uh, was actually uh, not a heavy uh, element. It was not a heavy element, uh, but rather, um, you know, a heavy element that would be carried along the Calvary Road you know, through suffering. Um, the Christ that I was pulling out of the rock, uh, when he, he went back to being a Christ whose cross uh, became an, 
an instrument for navigation, an instrument which gave me direction, uh, which represented the cardinal points in time and space, uh, in, in, you know, in the highs and the lows, uh, even a, 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 an instrument for measuring. So in my Christ, uh, the cross is, is uh, conceived as a light, not heavy, but a light, uh, a, a light element of the, of the whole uh, artistic concept, which helps us to navigate our way through life uh, and not just to show us the way down the suffering Calvary Road through which, through, with which it has been associated for 2,000 years. Uh, on the contrary, my cross is like a beacon uh, of light which guides us in difficult moments, a, a light that uh, obviously uh, moves away from us but guides us in a surefire and perhaps even harmonic way. On the other hand, I also uh, agree with you, and I do think that we are at the start of a new renaissance. Uh, and given the age and the, the times, uh, hopefully this renaissance of, the, of beauty uh, will happen at a global level. Thank you very much. And I just want to comment on also a theme, one of the criticism of the modern art scene and architecture has been its dehumanizing aspects, the proportions, the level of communication that it, it disconnects people. It makes it makes them feel like uh, strangers or alienated. But what you are saying is, if we want a classical revival, we remove the layers. We come back to what it means to be human, and that yes. is uh, actually one of the ways that we will yes. bloom this revival is actually becoming human again, becoming real and take away the fake, take away the everything on the top and get back to the, what really matters. Um, one could perhaps say that it's akin to, to getting back in touch with your own childhood. Just think of a child and the child's reaction before beauty. Uh, the, the child has not been covered in masks yet, and you can uh, observe the reaction of a child before uh, beauty, uh, and perhaps that ought to be one of the, if not the main example of what we perhaps should be seeking to attain. Mm. That's profound. Um, we go over to the next question. What connection do you see between beauty and faith? Uh, well, uh, I mean, uh, um, Pablo and I, of course, we like to talk for many hours. And we, we had this discussion a couple of days ago. And, uh, and Pablo suggested that perhaps I, I should answer that this one on his behalf. Okay. Um, because it, it was interesting to, to discuss what faith is um and and at the very very basic case the, the the sole fact that you choose to stick around until tomorrow because you have faith that tomorrow is worth living 
is a very act of faith in itself. Now, of course, you can add layers to this faith. Um, the other day, we were speaking with another friend about uh, the, the the Parthenon, the Acropolis, uh, the Parthenon, and, and the fact that uh, Pericles uh, orders for this Parthenon to be constructed to a level of beauty so high that people would want to live just to observe it and would want to die just to defend it. Um, and that, that is how deep beauty can run. Uh, beauty, true beauty, is something that not only has a poetic uh, incumbence in, in our reality, uh, but even as Pablo said earlier, uh, even from a neuro neuroscientific point of view, um, I always tell of two experiences which shocked me, where I think I, I had a discovery of what I suddenly realized, ah, this is what beauty is. Uh, one is at a party in a smallish room full of people, loud music people screaming their heads off to try and talk to one another. Little, very beautiful little Japanese girl walks into the room, goes over to the corner, picks up a guitar, sits down, starts picking some notes, you know, just, just basically uh, doing some, uh, some notes on the guitar and singing. And I was utterly shocked. I could hear everything she was singing. I could hear each one of the notes she was singing. She was completely covered over by many more decibels of music. But it was so beautiful. What she was singing was so beautiful that all the other dissonance and excess sound disappeared. And another one, and that, that's acoustic. And another one, uh, which I told Pablo about, I, I, I was standing at the end of a platform watching a train uh, leave from uh, from the tube station here in London on Finchley Road. And I was standing there uh, watching the train leave. And of course, as you do, you peer into the carriages, don't you, to see the faces of the people that start moving away as the train leaves the station. Obviously, there comes a point where the train acquires sufficient speed for you to no longer be able to see any faces because they all become smudged by the speed with which the train uh, moves. But suddenly, in the very last part of the very last carriage, for a thousandth of a second, one of the most beautiful faces I have ever seen passed and slowed everything down. And I I went into a dream state for a thousandth of a second. And when I came out of that and the train had gone, I wondered how on earth did I just manage to see that last face in the last carriage at a speech which did not allow me to see any other face but that one. Now that describes what beauty does. Beauty speaks to another section of your nervous system, 
And if your nervous system being made up of electric signals is uh, well, the fact that it's made up of electrical signals would also potentially suggest that it could somehow be linked not just to the wired order of uh, your of your brain, of your nervous system, but perhaps to a higher plane. Because for now, it, it is somewhat difficult to understand. We know it's a bit like intelligence. We know what it is and we can recognize it when we see it, but we have a hard time describing what it really is. Oh, that is uh, very inspiring. And internally, I was actually saying to myself, if I were eight years old and I just, uh, just let me experience the wonder of such a statement, how would I, I feel? How, how do I actually, I feel if I'm just being real? So I already now wanting to apply the the advice that you said. How would we look at this if we remove all the layers and we're just being human and we're just being our the ourselves at the at the, the essence? Una persona, una persona sí, una persona sí no puede hacer otra cosa que belleza en este mundo. Someone, someone looking at things from that perspective uh, can almost make no mistakes in 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 in. in producing generating beauty hmm. wow we we need to come to an end i would love to continue this conversation but uh, how can people engage with your services how can they learn more about you how can they connect with you christy bueno eh, tenemos eh, el instagram eh, yeah so the website is pablo damian christy official Dot com all together uh, and the other one is uh, Pablo Pablo Damian Christie official okay so Instagram is also Pablo Damian Christie official okay hmm. yeah and they and then then we will seek to uh, answer all all the queries any any questions that anyone might have feel free to contact us that is wonderful. Uh, we do have uh, people from uh, various uh, parts uh, in this uh, movement for beauty, um, with artists, musicians, sculptures, antique dealers, musicians. And uh, I really encourage us to communicate and connect. We can be much better together. So I encourage you to reach out if you have questions or to comment on their post, to give feedback, show appreciation, show encouragement. That is how we can aspire to become even better. First and foremost, I'd, I'd like to invite anybody in London to uh, the Royal Exchange, a wonderful building right by the Bank of England in Bank London, uh, to, to come and view my work. Um, the, the big statue uh, is outside of the Royal Exchange, at, at, right at the entrance, uh, where Pablo uh, works most days um, from 10 till about uh, 4 in the afternoon come give or take uh, a few days here or there uh, Pablo's currently uh, though in Italy for Christmas so he won't be around until um, well Pablo when do you when, when do you always 
Y estoy volviendo los primeros días de enero. Para... So the first days of January, Pablo's back. Um, but what Pablo's saying also is, um, he said that it's it's wonderful to to see that. Um, I I think you're right. I think we I am coming across more and more people uh, who are on this same quest for beauty. Uh, and and I do agree also that uh, if we attain a minimum critical mass, we will be much more likely to enable this process to to take place. Hmm. Wonderful and a good statement to end on and to reflect on and to to pray about and to have in our uh, visions. Uh, I would thank you so much. Pablo and Pablo for uh, attending uh, uh, the show here today and for all our listeners you can listen to us on YouTube we're on basically all podcast directories we're on Instagram comment share it let us strengthen uh, this uh, classical revival together and uh, uh, bring about beauty so people can become better thank you very much for being here today thank you thank you very much man thank you thank you so much for having us